Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Thursday, the Packers' second day of practice this week. Uh, Some notable names that didn't participate in practice this afternoon include Preston Smith and Elton Jenkins, who has missed his second day in a row. Has been, traditionally, these last three, four weeks, been missing Wednesday, but returning on Thursday. That was not the case today. It's definitely something to monitor going forward uh, into Friday's practice. And then who knows what happens if Jenkins is unable to go on Sunday against the Bears. I don't want to think about it. I don't think about it till tomorrow. Yeah, yikes. Yikes is all I can say, especially against that defensive front. Uh, in other news, the Pro Bowl rosters were announced last night, and there are no Packers on the list for uh, starting positions. There are uh, a few alternates. Uh, with the Green Bay Packers, but no Pro Bowlers named uh, out of the initial set. And look, I just find it funny that the Packers are sitting here with a win and get in scenario with apparently no talent. The Bears have Pro Bowlers for God's sakes, and they've been eliminated from the playoffs. But, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a popularity contest. It means a little less than nothing to us sitting on the outside. Now, it may mean something to certain individuals who have escalators or bonuses in their contract to be named to the Pro Bowl. But ultimately, we all know it is very much a popularity contest and lots of folks, especially in the public and the fan bases, just mostly vote on name recognition more than anything else. And that's not to say some guys don't, you know, find a way in deservingly, but man, I don't really want to get too bent out of shape about it because I plan on the Packers kicking the Bears' ass on Sunday and getting into the playoffs with their first-year starter and a roster in a major transition. That's an incredible achievement. And, oh, I'm sorry, does that mean then that Matt LaFleur should be in the Coach of the Year conversation if they do end up making the playoffs in a season where they have a first-year starter at quarterback and absolutely zero Pro Bowlers? Many people are wondering. Yeah, the Pro Bowlers... They don't need no stinking pro bowlers to kick the bear's ass. That's what I'm most looking forward to. Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Don Vito starting us off with a super chat. In your opinion, what makes Jaden Reed special? I ask because I keep hearing he has a lot of competition for targets from Dobbs, Watson, etc. But I see shades of Antonio Brown in him. Am I crazy? You're not crazy, but Antonio Brown was running in a very different offense, a much more vertical offense, though the Packers have pushed the ball down the field quite a bit here these last two, three weeks. But when it comes to Jaden Reed, he is very special. You see it anytime he has the ball in his hand and the way he is able to maneuver, even after contact, you saw him shed two would-be tacklers on that second touchdown in Minnesota and then power through two other would-be tacklers to get into the end zone. So it's not like he's just fast, right? Or explosive of, you know, he is both of those things, but he's also powerful as hell, much stronger than people probably give him credit for especially defenders um the antonio brown um comparison has been made and i think the possibility is there for that type of you know career to put up monster numbers like that um we've talked about it this summer he was the guy i was most excited about from this draft class for this reason right the upside is pretty significant but to your point this is an offense that wants to spread the ball around you want to keep defenses guessing That's what's made them pretty formidable here down the stretch because it hasn't mattered who's in there. You know, Reed has been there. He's answered the bell. 
um, other than, you know, the game two weeks ago when he was unable to go. But even when he's banged up, he's still out there making plays. And, you know, he's a boon to the offense. There is zero doubt about it. But there's nothing wrong with making sure that all these other guys have targets as well. If for no other reason, then it gives defense coordinators lots to think about and lots to work uh, when it comes to how to defend the Packers offense because you never really know who's going to kill you down in and down out. I think that helps Jaden Reed, if anything else. Uh, now, maybe as his career goes along and he continues to put up the same type of numbers that he has this season and he becomes undeniably the most kind of prolific pass catcher in their arsenal, no doubt they will have more plays drawn up for him and they will be looking to him in more and more situations. But, yeah, I don't think it's a snub on him to say that these other guys should be getting targets or will be getting targets. Again, I think that's a good thing. I think that's what you want. What else we got here, folks? How we doing? Got some other super chats here. What's up, Dennis? Did you see Kraft's comments on Jordan? Something like, it's him. He's the one. Wow. I mean, I think Jordan's got that locker room on lockdown. I don't think there's a man in there that doesn't believe in him. And I think, you know, Kraft's comments are just the latest. Um, we obviously heard from some of the bigger names this summer, like Aaron Jones backing him up and Romeo Dobbs saying that, you know, there wasn't anything Aaron Rodgers did last year that Jordan couldn't do this year, which, by the way, pretty much proven out, right? You know, obviously there was a rough go of it there earlier in the season, but at this point, Jordan's playing better ball than Rodgers was down the stretch last season. I don't think that's telling tales out of school. I don't think that's a slight on Rodgers. I think that's just facts. So, yeah, the guys in the locker room, they absolutely believe in Jordan, and that's great to see. And the fact that this group is going to be together at least for the next two or three years, very, very exciting. Abdul, how are you, man? Hey, Aaron, how do the Packers pick captains? Didn't Zadarius get mad he didn't get picked as captain? Do you see them changing the process at all? They changed the process this year. They have week-by-week -week captains, whereas in the past they had voted for uh, all-season-long captains. And, yes, Zadarius was miffed. But, you know, that's on Zadarius. I don't really you know, think that means much. And perhaps that played into Lafleur's thinking when he changed the process. But... <clears throat> Longtime viewers know how I feel about this. It is very much a locker room thing. I don't really care. I, I just don't. It doesn't affect me as a fan. It doesn't affect, the, to my eyes, the product on the field in any way. Yeah, guys may have hurt feelings or a bruised ego, but, man, once you get between the white lines, who gives a shit? Just go out and ball. That's just me because I have afforded that attitude because I'm a fan. I'm not in the locker room. That is very much a locker room thing that they can deal with. I don't need to. That's just how I roll. Bryson, what's up, man? When Kraft quits sacrificing his testicles every game and Luke quits falling down like a baby giraffe when he makes a catch, they are going to wreck the league. Total dogs. Um, Sir, Bryson, did you see Tucker Kraft legit bounce a defensive back off the U.S. Bank turf on Sunday night? That stiff arm was lethal. And two other times in the left flat, he absolutely bowled dudes over. So hopefully that lesson has been learned. We'll see about Musgrave. And you're, you're right about that one. He has uh, certainly uh, fallen down easily and seemingly lost his footing a little too easily there after the catch. But um, the exciting part is, is that Lafleur said it's a realistic possibility today that uh, we could see Musgrave back 
inaction on Sunday against the Bears. You put those two on the field together. Let's go, baby. Come on. Jeff, thanks for the super chat. How do you or think JB will try to keep fields under control this game? His running ability scares me. I think you'll see Quay Walker deployed quite a little bit as a spy. Um, maybe not straight up every down or anything like that. I'd be shocked if that was the case. But I think we will see Quay utilized in that regard quite a bit. You know, And it does look like Campbell's back at least these last two days. So maybe he can handle some of the other responsibilities in the middle there and allow Quay to kind of work over fields, right? And try to make sure that he doesn't uh, take off on them too many times. I think he's going to get his every game with his legs just because he's that good of an athlete, right? He's proven again and again and again. He's going to make plays with his legs. Um, I will say the other way they have to be sure to try and contain him is with their rush lanes and the discipline up front. You guys know, you've watched those games, these all these games where Quay is maybe doing exactly what we're talking about here, spying, but then, you know, a, a defensive end or a linebacker, usually Rashawn Gary, overshoots or tries to go inside and opens up a lane, and, you know, that quarterback is off to the races. Against Justin Fields, that could be very deadly. You know, one of the things they did so well against the Lions and against the Chiefs was maintain their lane integrity with their pass rush. And it's something they did not do very well at all against the Giants, which is why DeVito hurt them, even on stuff that wasn't an RPO, just on dropbacks that, you know, nobody's open. Oh, here's an old, a lane I can take off, use my feet. You got to be way more disciplined against Justin Fields. Constrict the pocket, but don't overshoot it. You got to make sure you're like constricting him like a boa constrictor, wrapping its coil or wrapping itself around its prey. Can't allow those easy exit opportunities. Tyler, what's up, man? Wyatt versus Chicago interior O line breakout performance. We're always kind of waiting for that, aren't we? And I've seen both here from the fan base as far as Wyatt and his play because it's been it's been good. It has not been great. Uh, and I know a lot of people probably expect more from a first rounder. It does take a while along the defensive front, defensive line, defensive tackle, particularly to kind of become a great player, right? Uh, Matt has mentioned many times the you know, learning curve uh, along the defensive tackle position in the NFL. Now that said, I think he has played pretty damn well against the run. Um, you haven't gotten what you need from him when it comes to the pass rush. Uh, there, there are certainly times where he breaks through and seems to get great initial push or even beats a man quick off the snap, but then he overruns the quarterback or just flat out misses the quarterback. He's got to learn somehow within himself how he can make these really, really good initial moves to get himself in the backfield, but then he's got to learn to close. You know, whether that's keeping yourself under control, center of gravity, I have no idea. That's why they have a coaching staff, but it's clear he's got the initial work down. He can do it. It's just closing on the quarterback and getting the quarterback on the ground. If he can figure out that part of the game, then he's he's got a chance to be a, a really, really good player. But right now, he's, like I said, he's better than I think some fans give him credit for um, on a down-in, down-out basis, but certainly a lot more for him to kind of work on. No question about it. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Luke, what's going on, man? Happy New Year. I'd love to know your thoughts on the tight end dual duo when healthy. Um, well, you know, I talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago, I believe, or maybe it was last week, about the potential for this tandem to start playing together, right? And the fact that they've had the best or most productive kind of rookie campaign for a tight end duo since Gronk and Hernandez with the Patriots speaks well. You know, the future is bright at that in that regard. The way that Tucker Craft has been able to elevate his game when it comes to blocking in the run game is the biggest kind of component. And it's weird to think about it this way, but his ability there now and the way he's been able to, I mean, really elevate his game to the point where he's taking on defensive ends, sealing them. There, He had Daniil Hunter in hell on a couple plays in Minnesota, right? That allowed Aaron Jones to get the edge and... um or create an alley and allow Jones to shoot the gap and pick up decent yardage almost every time. His ability in that regard will give defensive coordinators nightmares because if you can utilize him in line in the run game and then start utilizing coming off those blocks, right? Maybe they call a leak play for him or something or have him hit an initial block, maybe as like a chip and then get out into a route. Whereas on the other side, you've got Musgrave say maybe in the slot, 
and running some kind of, you know, late drag over the middle. Well, you're going to really start kind of worrying as a defensive coordinator. Okay. How do I match up with this? Right. Do I drop the safety down wherever Musgrave is? And that leaves Christian Watson, maybe open with one-on-one on the outside. Right. Like there's just so many things that you can do game plan and, you know, play calling wise to give defensive coordinators lots and lots to think about. Um, but now look, we've seen these guys be productive individually, but you know, they, they, it's, it's going to be a bit, I would say, until we find, you know, a groove with a two, a regular two tight end set, especially when you've got so much talent at the receiver position, who, you know, you don't want to feature that too much and take these other weapons off the field, especially when you're talking about Watson, Reed, maybe Wicks in the mix, you know, it's like, it's a good problem to have, no doubt about it. But I do think they're going to give defensive coordinators problems, especially with how, you know, earlier in the year, you probably could have keyed on the fact that, you know, they're not running too many pass plays for Tucker Craft. And if Tucker's in there, he's not a very good blocker, et cetera. Well, that's all. That whole equation has changed now. Like, it's not been just one game. It's been a month plus from Tucker Craft. So good things coming, no doubt about it. Talik. I saw this earlier. Someone suggested this. Chances Jair is a captain on Sunday. <laughs> Crazier shit has happened, right? Hey, man. Entirely possible. It would be dope, actually. That would be fun. I'm, I'm in on that. Al, what's going on? No question. Just want to say keep up what you do. Greetings from Germany. Thank you so much. Very much appreciated. Hello from New York City. Hope Germany is treating you well. Ed, thanks for the super chat. Bears offense has improved too. That much sweeter to beat a decent team that sucks as compared to a bad team that sucks. Yeah, they, they've gotten better. It's not like Fields has been lights out with his arm, but he has hit key passes to DJ Moore when they've absolutely needed them. He's done a good job of, you know, getting uh, getting them in good positions with his legs, you know, being smart about, okay, things are covered downfield. I know it's my time to take off and get us at ahead of the sticks or even pick up first downs with my legs. So they've been a little bit more efficient as of late. There's zero doubt about that. John, thanks so much, man. Unleash LVN this week. I feel a breakout game. I like what you're cooking up there, man. I, I'm down. I'm down with this. Jacob, thanks so much for being a carry of the G club member. Do you think Joe Barry joins his defense at Jordan's house on Monday? <laughs> yes. I saw that uh, quote from Bo Melton out of the locker room today, thanks to Matt Schneidman, saying that uh, Melton, basically saying that Jordan Love has hosted film session and dinner for the offense every Monday night uh, during the season, and the defense has been invited. Now, Matt didn't, or Bo, didn't say anything else about how many defensive players are actually showing up. So I don't know, man. Maybe Barry is there as well. That'd be fun. (laughs) I love this idea. Josh, thanks for the super chat. Appreciate it. Just started watching your content. Love your stuff, Nags. Against Minnesota, our defense left a lot of open holes that a veteran QB picks up. With enough pressure, do you think we hold off fields the same way? I mean, I don't know that it's necessary to send a lot of pressure. I think what I think what Barry did a really good job of on Sunday night was being kind of judicious with when he sent guys and it hasn't been where he's lived traditionally as far as, okay, it's second and 10. I'm going to send a corner blitz or it's, you know, uh, 
first and 10 and I'm going to send Quay Walker. You know, these are traditionally downs where he hasn't done a lot of pressuring. And I think that kept Minnesota off bay, off, off kind of off kilter. And more importantly, it got them behind the sticks with a really young quarterback. Now, to your point, Fields has played all year. He's played several years in the league. And I don't know that just getting him behind the sticks is really uh, going to have the same effect. However, um, you know, I, they've been pretty successful against Fields uh, under Barry. You know, that the, the thing they haven't done a very good job of against the Bears since Barry's been in town is stop the run, you know. But against Fields as a passer, they've done a pretty damn good job, you know. So I'm not I'm not sitting here fretting about it. It's still Joe Barry, so I don't trust it as far as I can throw it. But again, they, they've been, you know, Joe Barry against Getzey with Getzey having Fields at quarterback has not been traditionally a, a big, huge problem. Now, they are playing better, as someone just said, and DJ Moore is a legit talent that Fields will undoubtedly be looking for, you know. So I'm not sitting here saying they're just going to completely shut them down. But the recent past tells you that they've, they've, They've got some of the answers, not all of them, but some of the answers. So I, I quiet confidence there on my part. Cheeto, what's going on, man? Concerned about the Bears defense for some reason. I know they aren't elite, but they haven't let an opponent score 20 since week 11. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I was talking about this on transplants last night. And then um, I saw Zach uh, Cruz just kind of uh, reiterated kind of what I was thinking about. Um, in regards to a stat, a couple stats that I saw. Um, so to your point, since week 11, right? Because a lot of people have been talking about that. The Bears defense, definitely playing at a high level. But over the last seven games, they faced the number 31, number 23, number 25, number 22, and number 26 offense by DVOA. Two of those games were against the Lions. They gave up 31 to the Lions in the Lions house, and they gave up 13 at home. So... You know, there's another stat where they haven't, you know, they've allowed something like a 62 point whatever quarterback rating in that same time frame. But outside of Jared Goff, they have faced like nobody at quarterback. Now, they've done what they're supposed to do, right? Like, I'm not taking away the fact that they've delivered in a way that Joe Barry's defense has not against the nobodies of the world at the, at the quarterback position, right? Not excusing the Packers in that regard, but. It's not like the Bears have been playing high-level offenses during this streak, you know, again, outside of the Lions. So they have played better. There's zero doubt about it. And Montez Sweat, since they traded for him, that front and that pass rush has gotten dangerous. Like, there's zero doubt there. And I do not dismiss that in any way, shape, or form. But there's a little context to this stretch here, right? It's kind of like the Packers down the stretch last year, right? When they're getting all those interceptions and they're, oh, they turned a corner. I mean, they were playing better and they were more opportunistic, but there was context around all of that, much like the Bears with this resurgence. Um, Abdul, what's up, man? Schneidman said he considers this season a disappointment if they don't make the playoffs. Curious to hear what you think. I think they're ahead of schedule. I mean, I'd be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs, but in the grand scheme of things, pulling it back and looking at 30,000 feet, they're ahead of schedule. Like, zero doubt about it. I don't think anybody expected them to even be in this position at the beginning of the year. And I understand perceptions and attitudes adjust and change as the year goes on, and they display an ability. 
to win ball games and put up points, etc. So I don't dismiss that notion. But you guys know me. I don't look at the Packers as a year-to-year thing. I look at the Packers as a 100-plus-year thing. You know, in the pantheon of their history and changing from one franchise quarterback to another, the expectations being what they probably were this summer, they're ahead of schedule, man. That's where I sit with it. And I get not everyone shares my view, and that's fine. But this is our channel, and I do have the microphone, so I'm going to tell you guys my thoughts. Jeezy Baby, what's up? Is Love under contract for two years? His contract has to be higher than Daniel Jones, I would imagine. Go Pack Go. Bears still suck. (laughs) He's under contract one more year, which is why you'll hear a lot about a potential extension this summer. Um, As everybody is probably aware, they cannot speak with his representatives until May. Uh, But I would be absolutely shocked if he doesn't get signed to some kind of extension. And yes, I suspect it will be bigger than the Jones deal. And I think there's going to be a lot of Packers fans who have some sticker shock, as I've indicated a couple times. And I I get it. But, you know, I think nothing's set in stone. You know, maybe they go into the year, his lame duck season, and maybe they go, well, okay, do that all again. And then at the end of the year, try to come up with something extension-wise. And then if that doesn't work, they do have the franchise tag that they can kind of utilize. But my thing with that thinking is that it's just not been the Packers' way of working, ever. I mean, they utilized the franchise tag on on Devontae knowing they were probably going to trade him. You know, and before the Devontae thing, they hadn't used the franchise tag since, like, what, 2010 or something like that? So it is just not a tool they utilize too often. Um, that doesn't mean they can't. doesn't mean they won't. It's just in their history, they have seriously shied away from it. So we'll see. Tarek, thanks for the super chat. Mills or Blaine? I'm going to go with Mills. Joe, what's up? Bears defense has improved since acquiring sweat, but Packers have done a good job lately stopping opponents' top pass rushers. Offense will be okay. I mean, if Elton's good to go, I think we're we're okay. But if Elton can't go and they have to shuffle the line, baby, I'm I'm not looking forward to that proposition. Uncultured, what's going on? No matter what happens, this season has been a success in my book. We had a lot. We had to find out if Love is the man, and he appears to be. I mean, yeah, there, there's zero doubt about that. He was the number one question heading into this season, right? Along with a lot of the other youth on this team. But, you know, I get how, okay, you've answered that question. Like, love is the guy. Fine, so let's go win this game and get in the playoffs. Like, that should be an expectation, right? And I get, again, being disappointed if it doesn't happen. But I think regardless of what happens on Sunday, the Packers are in a pretty damn good spot and ahead of schedule in their transition from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. I mean, let's be honest. Who in here was picking them to be a wild card playoff team? I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of diehards and a lot of big time fans who were hoping for it. But I saw a lot of like, oh, they'll be lucky to win six games. We will can win seven games out there this summer when people were talking about their possible record, right? So, yeah, we'll see. Matthew, good evening. Stephen Nags, I'm already booking my flights over for playoff football. I always thought that losing eight to finish nine and eight was a plan of genius. Hats off to Joey B for playing along, bringing Lombardi home. Matthew, 
God bless you, man. I feel you, dude. I feel you. Abdul, thanks again. Do I think Gary is a top pass rusher? He disappears a lot and struggles to set the edge. Is he just what he is at this point? I mean, I think he's a top pass rusher. I don't think there's any zero. I think zero doubt about that. Um, I think he gets over aggressive, and I do think he is undisciplined at times. But there's a reason they paid him where they did. You know, he's not getting Bosa money. I think, what is he, top five average per year, somewhere around there? I think that feels right, comparative to his peers. And there's lots of times where you see him doubled and leaving Preston Smith single, singled up on tackles where he can do what he did on Sunday night. You know, slide coverage to Gary happens a lot. Again, allows guys in the back end to make possible plays. You know, you can't just judge it on sack numbers. And I know people talk about how he hasn't had sacks for a couple of weeks, blah, blah, blah. They do tend to come in bunches, though, right? And while he's not getting sacks, there's still pressures. They're still affecting the opposing offense, which I think he does pretty much game by game. But, yeah, he's got to be more disciplined. So I don't know when you ask, is is he just what he is at this point? I think there's still more kind of more meat on the bone, so to speak, for him to gather. Um, now, will he? I don't know, man. It's up to him. Entirely up to him. <laughs> Cheeto. Belichick, D.C. No, not going to happen. Andrew, thanks for the super chat. I never considered myself superstitious, just kind of stitious. But now Nags has changed his hat. I'm worried for Sunday. Um, Sir, I've worn two different hats, like pretty much all season long. The GB hat and then the Cheesehead TV hat. Today, I'm giving a shout out to Scout, Scout Wine Merchants in the Milwaukee area. If you're, if you're in the Milwaukee area, get to it. Ryan, what's up? No matter what happens on Sunday, the Bears still suck and nobody can change my mind. Thanks, Aaron, and go pack go. See? Succinct and to the point. Well said, Ryan. Abdul, thanks again. Could you see 23 not being on the team next year? No. That said, I don't think that's anybody's plan. But, you know, it's funny. It's always funny when you read, you know, quotes from the locker room and then how they get quickly kind of blasted around the Internet, Twitter especially. And then you go back and you watch the video of those quotes and – I don't know, man. The way Jair was asked, you know, do you want to be in Green Bay next year? And you know, simple yes. And then a follow, I think it was Wood had the follow-up. And just looking at the way he answered it, just felt like there was oh, something behind the scenes going on there. Just in the way of like, we'll see, maybe, as opposed to a straight up yes. Like it's just the way he answered it. Now it's Jair, he's a different cat. Probably reading too much into it, but it's always a very different feeling watching the actual video of somebody say something rather than just the you know written down quote on Twitter. But that's a long way of saying, yeah, no, I think he'll be here next year. I'd be very surprised if they moved on. Um, uncultured. Today's jams are Love Will Find a Way by Pablo Cruz, Love Train by the OJs, and Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Why is his love got to be tainted? Great song, though. Porkmaster, what's up? I've been thinking, fuck the Bears. These are the deep thoughts that we expect from Porkmaster. Thanks, buddy. Mimsy, how you doing? Jordan's TD dive looked like a keg stand. One of us. The way he held himself up with that arm, right? I can see it. I definitely see it. 
John Semitovich, what's up? No chance Ja follows more or more situational. I think it will see a bit of that, but I don't think it will come anywhere close to him following DJ Moore. I think maybe we see a bit of the stuff they employed against the Vikings last year and Justin Jefferson. But you got to remember, that's Kirk Cousins pulling that trigger. That's a very different world from Justin Fields as far as how he can hurt you with his legs. Probably want a lot more eyes on the quarterback than you would against Kirk Cousins. So I think there'll be, like I said, I think there'll be a little bit of it, but I don't think you'll see a ton. <laughs> Mike. Bobby Tunyon revenge game nags? Sure hope not. I mean, I got to admit, until that Atlanta game, I kind of forgot Tunyon was on that on that squad. Although I did see Big Dog got a touchdown a couple weeks ago. So shout out to the former Packers balling out in Chicago. Eric, what's going on? Finally catching another daily live. Do you think they make a change to the brass order, GM coach, based on how the D has looked and coaching hires? No, Eric, I don't. I don't think anything's going to change in that regard until possibly then not even like, oh, yes, it's definitely going to change until Mark Murphy retires. Like I think Murphy's going to keep all this in place. And I understand the kind of hand-wringing around the way that there are three people of equal footing reporting to Murphy. But for the most part, I think it's worked okay. You know, and look, there's zero doubt in my mind that Brian Gutekunst will have some conversations with Matt LaFleur this offseason about the defensive coordinator spot, but I don't see any of that kind of reporting part of it, you know, the power structure, as it were. I don't see any of that changing. Again, not until Mark is out the door. Diego, thanks for the super chat. Go Pack Go and fuck the Bears. You can't put it any better than that. Could not agree more. Absolutely well said. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Uh, uh, uh.